Relationship Circle podcast. I'm your host, Beck Thompson, and this podcast is all about showing you how to stop running in circles, ditch those games, and let your inner compass lead the way. So today we've got a topic that hits home for many of us, and that is moving on from the pain of being cheated on and finding love again. Yep, we're diving deep into the world of post-cheating healing. I don't have a particular story that I'm going to share with you about this today, but because I've seen this many, many times and there wasn't one that particularly stuck out in my head. But what I do want you to know is that I've seen the transition of so many women who have gone through this and come out the other side stronger than ever. So no matter where you are in your journey, if this is something that's happened to you recently or you've never been through it and you know someone who has and you want to support them, or if it's, you know, a long time ago, I just want you to know that you'll be okay. And chances are, if you do the the right healing for you, you'll come out the other side stronger than ever. Now, if you've ever had a partner cheat on you, you know, whether it's happened once or more than once, you'll know that it's like riding an emotional roller coaster. It is a wild ride and you'll have feelings like shock and denial where you're like, wait, what? What happened? Did this really happen? Am I... Am I dreaming? Like you might wake up and think, oh my goodness, I cannot believe this is happening to me or I can't believe this is happening to me again. You know, it can be really tough to wrap your head around the betrayal. That hurt and betrayal is like, it's really soul crushing. It's deep. You start to question why they did it. How could they do this to you? Was what they said in the past to you true? And you you can question your whole relationship. Like it can really make you question a lot of things. It it can almost change your worldview around stuff, which can be really tricky to get out of. And you have anger and resentment, you know, that anger, you're really mad at them. Like, why did they do this? And they're mad at yourself for why you didn't see it sooner. It can be a really tricky cycle to be in when you're angry at yourself for this. And then you can also go through grief and loss because it's like mourning a, you know, the future of what you thought might happen or what you thought might be possible. And it's mourning what you had in the past. Like, are you questioning how the relationship was in the past? There's a lot of grief and loss associated to this kind of stuff that we don't always think about. And finally, you might be feeling, you know, really anxious over stuff and have trust issues. And that's also really normal because it's, that's what's happened. It shocked your basis of trust. It shocked your rock, your, what you thought was happening. And You also might be feeling stuff that I've not mentioned here that might be really unique to you and all of it is normal, like all of it's normal. But here's the thing, right? Moving on from pain is not just about getting back in the dating game. I don't want you to just, you know, think that, oh, let's just move on, quickly jump into other things. And if that's what you need to do, fine. But it's really about healing and getting back to a place where you trust yourself. So that's what's really important. Yes, it's about trusting other people and having relationships where you can trust again, but it's about trusting yourself and the judgments that you make. And if you don't take time to heal from this, the impact can be really long lasting, right? You can repeat the patterns again. You can go back into more relationships where you, you know, feel like deja vu. Oh my God, am I here again? I've ended up with the same partner because it's it's just this repeating pattern in your unconscious, which is what we spoke about last week. So how do you bring that into your consciousness? Like we spoke about again, 
And you also might repeat the pattern of sabotaging your relationship, you know, or self-sabotaging in some way because you want to push them away so you don't get hurt, you know, so that you can push them before they push you away. That's quite often a thing that I see with people when they've come out of this. And there's also trust issues because there's unresolved, you know, stuff that you need to deal with and being able to trust people again and trust yourself again. So if you don't work on that stuff, quite often what I see happening is that women bring into this, the new relationship, these trust issues where they're questioning their partner's every move, where are they going? What are they doing? Who are they seeing? And that just is really dangerous for new relationships, particularly when you've got no proof or evidence that that's happening in your current relationship. It can also really impact your intimacy, right? Because if you, to be intimate, it requires you to be vulnerable, to trust, to be open and to have that like safe space there. And if you aren't fully able to allow yourself to be open and trust this person that you're connecting with, that really limits the amount of intimacy that you can have in the relationship. So it's really important that you heal from these past traumas so that you can build trust, open up, communicate better and set the stage to have a healthier relationship because that's what this is all about, right? How do you get into another relationship that is healthy, that is respectful, that your partner honors and loves and respects you? There's a quote from Tamara Coolish, and I totally might've said that wrong, but if you never heal from what hurt you, you'll bleed on the people that didn't cut you. And I love this quote because it just represents for me, if you don't do that work, you carry through into the next relationships, the hurts from the past relationships, and it impacts them more than you realize. And I do want to say that even if you think you've done all this healing, there still might be times because quite often the work happens in relation to other people, right? So you might do all this work on your own and think that you've got to a really good space on your own, but it isn't till you're with someone else that you might have triggers pop up or something happens where they remind you of something. And it's just about being aware of that, right? It's about being aware of that and recognizing that, oh, that's not, that's not about this relationship. That's about the past relationship. So how do I work on healing that? So let's talk about practical steps because you know I love practical steps to help you get into these things and healing and moving on from what's happening. So firstly, self-reflection, understanding the emotions. This is really important. So in our society, what I see happens is that we prioritize the light, the happy, the fun, the positive, all the things that we deem as like good emotions. And there is no good or bad emotions, but that's what happens. So when emotions come up that are like anger or guilt or sadness or shame or um, jealousy, we shove them down and we don't talk about them. We don't acknowledge them within ourselves because they just shouldn't be happening, right? But that's not true. All of these emotions are valid all of them. And you really need to be able to sit with them, be with these emotions, be in a space where you can feel these emotions and go through them to be able to get through the emotions, right? It's really important that you don't just go, I'm good, got to move on. Everything's going to be fine. I'm happy. You know, then you're shoving it down. It's not going anywhere. It will pop up again at some point. So you really got to process the emotions. And if you struggle to do that alone, then get support, right? Seek support of a coach, of a therapist, of a support group or friends, you know, process those emotions, acknowledge that they're there and work through them. Then as we've mentioned before, it's about rebuilding trust. And that's what I'm talking about here is trust within yourself. So how do you learn to trust your intuition again? How do you learn to recognize those red flags as they're popping up? You know, if you reflect back on that past relationship, are there times when you think, ah, that was it? 
right? Sometimes you can't see that until you look back on it, until you reflect on it. But you can carry those learnings forward. And it doesn't mean that you're going to, um, what's that, tarnish the brush? I'm so bad at saying tarnish the brush of, you know, tarnish the new relationship with the old one. But it's about being aware and just recognizing. It's about putting the boundaries in place. So we spoke about that a bit in the last episode, but it's about reflecting on what boundaries that you have in relationships and saying to communicating them with people. Now, what I notice with couples when I've worked with couples that have come out of this cheating or in the like midst of the um, working through it, when I ask them, did we ever have a conversation around what monogamy looked like or what cheating entailed or what did you have a conversation together on what that looked like? And like nine times out of 10, the answer I get is no. So I would encourage you to do that early on in your relationships. Like what does cheating look like to you? What does monogamy mean to you if you choose to be in a monogamous relationship? What are the rules and boundaries for this relationship? And get yourselves on the same page as each other because chances are you have different ideas and it could be down to tiny details. Like are you okay with, you know, sending text messages to a person of the opposite sex or the same sex? Are you okay with sending pictures? Like, what does it look like? What are the rules of the relationship that you both want to abide by, right? And what are you okay with and not okay with? You need to communicate these things. Now, going back to trusting your intuition, because sometimes when we've come out of relationships where trust has been knocked, it can be really hard to recognize what is anxiety and what is intuition. So we can go into this in another episode because it is quite detailed, but what like a very basic overview for me is that intuition comes from your gut. It comes from that area. Anxiety lives in your head. Anxiety generally is a like fast moving thought that will come in. And it's like, it's got some sort of speed about it. It's racing. It's like a racing thought and it's often quite loud. So it Sometimes it looks like, hello, over here, like, listen to me. I'm the anxiety message. You need to listen to me. But really the intuition that's sometimes soft and quiet and you need to tune in and get quiet to hear is what's really there. And what I encourage you to do is get familiar with what these things feel like in your body because that will help you recognize them. And it might be easier to start with recognizing what is the anxiety. When I'm feeling anxious, can I step back from that anxiety and witness it? So that I'm aware of like, oh, this is what's happening in my body when I'm anxious. Like my palms are sweating or like I'm getting really hot or uh, my heart's racing. What is it for you that that looks like? And then you can talk about, then you can think about your intuition and you can bring your intuition into all of your life. But we'll definitely get into that in another episode because it's huge. And once you're able to trust your intuition again, you can trust the decisions you make. You can trust yourself. So you will know that you're going to be okay no matter what. Now, I know that moving on from these past hurts can be really scary because you've got lots of fears that can pop up. The fear of getting hurt again, the fear of vulnerability, the fear of like, am I going to find someone again? Do I believe that I'm worthy of this? Repeating patterns again, like, am I just going to have another person that comes into my life that does this, you know? But it's really important if you focus on the healing aspect of this and the self-care and the self-love and the self-compassion while going through this process, then you can move through it and start afresh with someone new and start stronger, right? Because again, you're going to have the language there around boundaries. You're going to have the language there around um, how you communicate. 
just, you know, you'll be able to figure this out. I've got absolute faith in you. So in conclusion, healing from past traumas is your ticket to a healthier, happier love life. And it's not just something that happened to you. It's something that happened for you. This is something that was said in my yoga class this week. And I, it made me resonate on this saying, because if you can twist situations that are, you know, really quite draining and hard on us, if you can turn situations around so that you can think about it, how is this happening for me? What is the lesson in this that I can learn? What can I gain from this that means that I can move forward and transform as opposed to when it happens to me, I have no control over it. I'm the victim. It could happen to me again. So just think about if you can make that switch when something horrible happens to you, what if it's happening for you? If you can't get there yet, fine, but just try it. What if it's happening for you instead of to you? It's a chance to to use for personal growth, for transformation and for, you know, expanding. So thanks for joining us today. Stay tuned for more episodes coming your way. And remember, like if you've got any thoughts or questions or experiences, let's chat through social media and email and and let me know how I can support you because that's what I want to do. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you got value from this, please don't hesitate to share with a friend so they can get value from this too. And don't forget to hit follow so you don't miss an episode. It's also how I keep this podcast alive. 